For more resources, visit rymonline.org. The Local Youth Worker is a daily podcast that's centered on five questions each week. Ranging from the practical to the professional, we're looking for answers to the questions you're asking. Whether you're in full-time, part-time, or even volunteer youth ministry, this podcast is for you. All right, everybody, welcome back. Uh, We are here with Walt Mueller. We've been talking with him all this week, and uh, he's shared a lot of great wisdom on uh, engaging the culture, on um, fostering relationships with parents. Uh, today, a question, uh, Walt, that we like to ask everyone who comes on the, the podcast is about books. And I know you're uh, an avid reader, and I know you're one who has said, uh, you know, we're lifelong students, and we always need to be, you know, reading and, and learning. And so um, the question today is, what books outside of the Bible um, have most influenced you, uh, and what are you uh, currently reading? Uh, so what are some books you have yeah. for us? Yeah, so so influence. And this was really hard to, you know, narrow it down because there's so many that have been so good. But well, I Joel down, Osteen has put out a lot of helpful volumes. I know he's one of Yeah, I was so. tough narrowing down um, <laughs> what those were. I, yeah, I, I want to apologize. He probably listens to this podcast. So, oh, yeah, he, he definitely um, does. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here, here are three that I wrote down that are, are books that really have influenced me over the years. Uh, and I would say, you know, at some, at some level, foundational, very insightful. So there's a, a theologian named Albert Walters, and I don't know if you've read Creation Regained. Absolutely. Yeah, little volume, and it really is a book, I think the subtitle is uh, Biblical, Biblical Basis for a Reformational Worldview. And really what Walters does in that book, and I think it's been foundational for the way that many are thinking now about the scriptures from Genesis to Revelation, and that is to, to look at the drama of redemption in scripture, creation, fall, redemption, and restoration. And what Walters does is he, he basically says, you know, uh, God made all things, declared all things good, and then the fall comes in and just you know ruins everything. Everything's polluted, everything's broken. But God's great plan of redemption, which we know is mentioned uh, really rather abruptly right after the fall in Genesis three six. You know, just a few verses later, after God or as God is pronouncing the curse, He tells the serpent about the one who will come, and the serpent will bruise his heel, but he will he will you know bruise crush your head. Um, the first mention of Jesus. Then you see this wonderful un- unfolding plan of redemption in the Old Testament and the New Testament, and then restoration, when all things are made new. Um, you know, the culmination of earthly history, the new heavens and the new earth come in, and we read about that in the last couple of chapters of Revelation. You know, things are now, again, the way they're supposed to be. So the the flourishing that existed in the garden will exist. Well, yeah, okay, so... Why is that so important? Well, it, it's just rebooted the way so many people have been taught to think wrongly hmm. about the Scriptures. And it helps us understand that the Scripture is a drama. Uh, it, it's truth, uh, but it's not just a rule book, as many of us grew up believing. We understand that there's a, a telos, you know, a purpose to history, an end point. 
And what that does is that gives us meaning and purpose and direction in the now. And it takes me beyond an understanding of salvation that so many have in the church that all we need to do is raise our hand or walk forward, invite Jesus into our life, we're born again, you live however you want, you die, or Jesus comes back and then you're with him. No, my faith is about every nook and cranny and every square inch of my life, and I have to integrate my faith into all of life. And so what Walters really did was he really reflected uh, that strain of theology, which is really rooted in Abraham Kuyper, um, Dutch neo-Calvinism, which to me, John, just is so, so rich, so true to the scriptures, and, and so, so rich in terms of you know, as Kuiper said, uh, every square inch of life, you know, we got Jesus Christ sovereign, you know, it's mine, mm -hmm. sovereign Jesus Christ, mine over everything. And to me, I got to tell you, that book and gaining that understanding, and in some ways that book was a, was a, a summary and a follow-up to what I learned in my Bible classes at Geneva College, but it was also a precursor to all the ministry I've done since. So, and I've read it a few times. We get students, when I teach seminary classes and even college classes, we have them read that book. And I have found that so many who have no understanding at all of Reformed theology or even a bias against it based on hearsay and assumption, when they read that book, um, it totally reboots everything. It just changes the paradigm. It knocks down old paradigms that really aren't biblical at all and sets up what I truly believe to be uh, a biblical paradigm for life. So and Creation such, Regained... Yeah, it's such an accessible book as well. I mean, it's yeah. not a lengthy volume. Uh, his writing style is very, very good. Um, so yeah I've, yeah, I've enjoyed that as well. Really, really good. And the second book would be from John Stott, one of my favorite theologians, uh, The Contemporary Christian, which, again, very accessible and and really brings together a, a lot of Stott's a lot of Stott's work in some very practical ways that teach us how to live in in the world how to how to live in God's world how to be salt and light in God's world and so you know one example of something I've taken away from that that I've been teaching people for years wherever I speak is Stott's notion of what he calls dual listening that our great responsibility as Christians is to listen to both the Word and the world. We have consequent obligation, he says, to listen to both. We listen to the Word in order to discover more of Christ's riches, and we listen to the world in order to discern where Christ's riches are needed most. And it really is about cross-cultural ministry and, and having an effect on uh, the world around us, as, as being salt and light. And then the last book I'll mention here is one that's uh, quite a bit newer than both of those, and actually came out, I think last year or the year before, in a revised edition, and that would be David Wells' book, The Courage to be Protestant. David Wells is a theologian. He's retired now. Um, he taught at Gordon-Conwell Theological Seminary. I know when you read his books, people who have not met him who read his books think he's just an old curmudgeon. And the fact of the matter is, is this guy is a sweet gentle, loving, caring human being who loves Jesus and loves the Bride of Christ, the Church. Mm. And he's not out there to, to, to criticize, he is out there to build up. And I, this book really, he has his fingers on culture, I would say, better than any theologian of his 
you know, vintage of his age wow. um, that I'm aware of. And he, he has this great ability to bring the word to bear on where the world and the culture are at, and especially at calling out the church for some of the ridiculous, silly, and perhaps even sinful sinful things that we've chosen to do, all with good intentions and all in the name of you know, bringing people to Jesus that, in fact, over the long term are, are very, very uh, counterproductive. Hmm. And so that's a great book. That's a great book. I, if I could, I would have every youth worker read all three of those books, Creation Regained, The Contemporary Christian, and The Courage to be Protestant. Wow, excellent. And so those would be the three that have kind of most impacted you? Yeah. Yeah, and I, you, know, you know who else I'd have people read? You know, I think sometimes it's just finding uh, certain writers and reading everything they write. And certainly Francis Schaeffer's had a huge influence on me. And you can pick up his volumes, you know, the complete works of Francis Schaeffer and spend the rest of your life working through them. I mean, it's, it's just good stuff. And, and I, I'll tell you, I really like writers who, who they make me pause after a sentence or a paragraph and go back and read it several times mm. and then make me feel like I really can't read any more right now because you just filled my mind with so much <laughs> that I'm having a hard time. You know, I mean, it, it's not words, it's mm -hmm. substance. Mm -hmm. And yeah, it's like getting full on really rich, a really rich dessert. Why do I always go down? Why do I always go down? <laughs> Don't tell Lisa I did that. Let's go down the road to the food thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> I go there easily too. It's all right. Yeah. It's okay. Well, um, did you have any that you're currently reading now that you'd uh, like yeah. to people to? Yeah, I have a, I always have quite a few books going at the same time. Yeah, I think that's, that's uh, a good idea. Yeah. Um, well, I'll, I'll tell you what. I, I love reading biography, memoirs, things like that. So I have... Uh, you're going to laugh at this, all right? So I've got one that I'm finishing, and I, I try not to do more than, you know, two at once, but I've got... Or one at, one at a time on these. So I've got one that I'm finishing... I've been working away at for a while, and then two that are queued up. So the one that I'm working on is uh, David Brinkley's biography of Walter Cronkite, the great All right. news anchor. Fascinating book, and not just—I'll tell you how it's helping me. It's—it's it's, well, you know, Cronkite was from my childhood. He was the guy who told me that Kennedy was killed when I was in mm. second grade. Oh. So I always felt a bit of an affinity and a closeness to him, just because. He was the first person in my life that told me someone had died. Wow. Um, so it's helpful that way uh, to, to get a little bit of history on him and get to know him as a person. It's also very helpful to track with the history of my life because he was coming to prominence right about the time I was born. So the book goes through a lot of the, the events you know, of the 60s, the 70s, um, and into the first couple of years in the 1980s that were such a part of my own childhood my own growing up so so I, i'm getting some great insight into those things yeah and um yeah there was something else about it that that i really that i really liked just beyond getting to know cronkite and getting oh media just how media is developed because i've always been a student of media and you know just how television is developed and so it really is a fascinating read because i'm going back to my childhood and just three main networks, ABC, NBC, CBS. And I 
think about how much television news has changed. It's amazing to me. Hmm. It's crazy. It's just crazy. So that, yeah, so that's one. Uh, the two I have queued up, um, one, I can't even tell you the story, tell you the name of the, the I just saw it. It's a, it's a memoir. This is going to sound insane. Um, but it's written by a gal who, when she was 16, went into the Charles Manson family. Wow. Yeah, so, um, and I want to read that because I just read uh, Jeff Gwynn's book. on Jeff Gwynn or Jeff Quinn? I can't remember if it's Gwynn or Quinn, but anyway, it's one of those two. But he had written a, a biopic of Manson that was really, really good. It was just a great case. It was not sensationalistic at all. It was just a great case study into what made this man and, you know, the kinds of things that he did. Yeah, so when I spotted this, I didn't even know about it, but I saw it at the bookstore, I thought, oh, last thing I need is another book, but I grabbed <laughs> it. So that's that's queued up. And then um, good old Mr. Wenner, you know, the founder of Rolling Stone magazine? Oh, yeah. So there's a book out about him now, and I think it's called Sticky Fingers, and it's basically a history of him and Rolling Stone magazine. So... Yeah, I'm looking forward to to reading that. I did. I like I like reading about things from pop culture from you know my own college mm-hmm. and college years, high school years, young adult years. So sure. Um, yeah. I just finished a book. I'm going to read the Springsteen book, but I finished a uh, memoir by John Oates of Hall and Oates, and you oh, know yeah. I love Hall and Oates. Absolutely. So, um, I just think as musicians, they're great, and they're from Philly, so of course you know center of the universe. So it's nice <laughs> to read about that. Yeah. yeah, so I've got that. And then I'm reading another book by David Wells called God in the Whirlwind. Yeah. And that's really good. Have you read that one? I have not. I definitely God in the Whirlwind, it, but... yeah. And, it, and you've got to, man, you got to inch your way through that, too, because it's just so rich. Really, his whole thing, it's on the holy dash love of God. And really what he's doing, he's written a, um, it, it's really a, a theology book done in a more accessible way where he's trying to reconnect the holiness of God with the love of God, because he says we've we've lost that. We 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 define God's love in sort of the you know ooey gooey emotional feeling driven ways that that we define love, human love now or misdefine human love. So he's really trying to redefine God's love and 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 present God as God is, who God says He is. So that's a good one. And then last one is a devotional book I'm reading now, uh, Tim Keller's book. Hmm. Wisdom for Navigating Life on the Proverbs. Do you, have you seen that one? I've heard of it. Yeah, I've not read oh, it. Oh, man, it's that good. His hmm. sermons, you know, his old sermons, that you can I think you can access them online on the Proverbs are just phenomenal. And when this book came out, I just thought, man, I'm grabbing that. So mm-hmm. I, I read it. You know, it's a page every morning, and it's rich. Hmm. Really good. Yeah, well, Walt, they sound like some good ones, and we'll definitely um, put those links up for people on our site, too. So hopefully they'll, they'll check those out. What um, are you reading? What do you? What's? Give me one book you're reading now that I should read. Well, it's one both of us have discussed is I Jen. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So that's and and how that's do you say your last name? Twangy. T W E N G E, and that's actually how you pronounce it. Okay. You would think it's like twinge or yeah, twang or something. Because I've been saying twinge, and I think I heard you yes. mention yeah, it's on twangy. one of your podcasts. Okay, yeah, twangy. Gene Twangy. So very good book. Yeah. Uh, so very good book. That's one. Um, yeah, trying to think of some others. One is the, the Spiritual Disciplines, right, by Donald Whitney. Isn't that it? Spiritual Disciplines of the Christian Life by Donald Whitney. Um, I'm not familiar with that one. Okay, kind of reading that one devotionally in the morning. Um, yeah, and I know there's some others. None are coming to mind right now, though. 
Youth Culture 101? Is that your Well, yeah, I mean, I reread that one every or? year. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's that's an excellent one. <laughs> um, well, Walt, look, it's been fun getting to catch up with you. And again, appreciate all your wisdom and uh, perspective you've given us on youth ministry. And obviously your, your ministry at CPYU um, will continue to point people there. But really appreciate you. And thanks for taking the time out with us all this week. Thanks. Thank you. Thanks, John. Thanks so much for tuning in this week to The Local Youth Worker. As always, we hope you've been encouraged and equipped in your call as youth workers. If you take time to rate this podcast on iTunes, it would greatly help us. As always, we want to thank Joe Deegan for providing the music and encourage you to go out and purchase his newest CD, Cover and Title Page, which you can find at iTunes. See you guys next week. Have a great weekend. Oh, come and buy without money Oh, come and feast without pain.